It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today, I want to talk about the hellscape that is technical diagramming, right? Everybody's nodding their heads right now. Uh huh. And there is a potential solution that I want to share. There was one name that several people brought up. I did some digging, and it's kind of nuts how much this program Miro has for developers. I have to share this. It could potentially be a game changer for you. So my favorite part about Miro is that half the work is already done. Like right now, typically we spend hours starting diagrams from scratch, right? Gathering information, you get buy-in from every team. Uh, you know, following up, that's a lot of work to do. But Miro has a full set of integrations with the tools you're probably already using. And they also offer open APIs and SDKs for custom solutions for all those niche diagramming use cases we have to do, right? So the end result is the same, but it doesn't take forever. It's a massive, massive time saver. I'm transforming basic flowcharts and network architectures, and it all lives in one place. So are you using Miro? Have you used it? I want to hear. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Happy NBA 2K Eve. We have some player ratings for the Orlando Magic. Why they are both a sign of the Magic's progress and the skepticism about this team. Plus, we'll talk about mission statement and pressure on this 2K Eve. It's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Don Magic. Today is September 7th, 2023. My name is Phil Prosperic. I'm the expert and site editor over at linemagicplay.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Lockdown Magic, it is officially NBA 2K Day Eve. That's a mouthful. NBA 2K24 comes out tomorrow. So we have something new to discuss. Player rankings. Never satisfies anyone. Makes everybody angry. But still tells us a little something about the team. So we'll get to what the Magic Kating say about them, both the good and the bad, because I am an optimist. Um, we'll get to that, plus talk about the Magic's mission state for them. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. Truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA, to search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. I'm a 2K player. I will not deny that. I play about hour and a half to two hours per day, depending on how angry I get playing it. Um, I am a my team guy, so some of the things that y'all talk about on 2K just are foreign to me. I love basketball history. I love playing with classic Magic players, and uh, I do have a Magic alumni-only team that I use on my team uh, on occasion. I think I'm playing with my Magic alumni team tonight for my final session of NBA 2K23 because tomorrow NBA 2K24 is available to masses. And before you run out 
and spend ungodly amounts of money to make sure that your players or your player or team is actually competitive. I am a NMS, no money spent player, by the way, outside of subscribing to Xbox Live and uh, buying the game itself. Um, <laughs> um, before you go out and spend ungodly amounts of money so you can actually be competitive uh, with some of the some of the, the crazy stuff that goes on, um, we just have to sit down and, and, and think about what the game says about the team. Um, obviously, it's a snapshot. It's a video game. Uh, so don't read too much into it. Don't think too hard about it. Um, it's a snapshot of what's popular, what's big, who matters, who doesn't matter, who's ignored. Um, and this is at least a, a first glimpse of at least where the 2K programmers think everyone is around the league. Now, not everybody, not everyone's ratings have been released. We do have a couple player, a couple of key players from the Magic that was shared by our Orlando Magic uh, on their on their X or Twitter account uh, yesterday. We do have at least some sense of where the magic stand. And, and there's just a few things I want to point out to. But first, let's lay down the facts. Let's lay down those early, early, early rankings just to, just to get you going. Uh, according to the audio map, the graphic that was made by 2K or sponsored by 2K, Halloween Carroll will be the best player on the magic with an 84 overall rating when the game begins. Um, they, they do update ratings as the season progresses. And if you're a marketing player like me, you know that a 99 Paolo Bancaro is not too far on the road. Um, Franz Wagner will start as an 82 overall. Wendell Carter Jr. as an 81 overall. Markel Fultz an 80 overall. And Cole Ant a 79 overall. Um, already I've heard some Magic fans complain about Markel Fultz's rating being too low. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, it's worth noting that Paolo Bancaro is the only Sapphire tier player. If you're my team player, you know what that means. But essentially... Um, the way the way my team works is they split everyone into different gem colors. Um, Sapphire is the first gem color where you have all stars. So, in this sense, and, and and I will note this too. Last year, my team rankings are usually lower than the actual game rankings. Uh, if you're just in the play mode, um, last year Paolo Bancaro started as a 79. Uh, so this tells you a five a five point jump is a pretty big deal. Um, they clearly see Paolo Bancaro as a future star. Uh, Franz Wagner, for his for what he's worth, I believe started last year as an 80. Um, Wendell Carter, if I'm not mistaken, also started last year as an 80. So you, uh, Marco Fultz, I believe, started last year as a 78. Coin, I believe, 76. Already, you see the first theme that emerges. Forget about the overall rating. Forget about whether you think, oh, Marco should be two or, or all, all that jazz. That, 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 that stuff's mildly interesting. But comparing where the Magic are entering NBA 2K24 to from where they were entering NBA 2K23, you can already see they think the Magic are a better team. The top players all got better. You know, Anthony Black's a 73. You know, Jed Howard's a 72. That's, that's pretty normal for a rookie. Um, you know, the Magic got better. We can see that. We can clearly see and clearly state the Magic are a better team than they were last year. That's what the that's what NBA 2K says, and we all agree with that. We all say that. We all tell tell everyone that. Like, look, the Magic were 
a playoff-capable, playoff-caliber team last year for the majority of last season. NBA 2K seems to agree with us and seems to agree with that notion and that idea. That's good. That means the Magic had a good season in, in, 20, in 2023. We all, I think we all agree with that. What does it mean for 2024, though? Because, you know, again, this is just all perception. This is all, all perception. Well, the first thing is, Paolo Bancaro is merely a borderliner. Nicole Vucevic is still rated in 84. And, and I'll bring up the Chicago Bulls here in a minute. But they're not quite ready to buy fully into this. Um, I don't know what the overall ratings are. I think the Magic last year finished as an overall rating at 80. Um, Paolo Bancaro finished last year as an 85 uh, on the on the play now ratings. I believe Franz Wagner was at 84, so they bumped him down two spots uh, from the end of the season last year. Um, again, it's plenty of room for these guys to grow, to get better, to, to, to be a better playable team in the game. Paolo Bancaro was a borderline also. They're not predicting he will be an all-star this year. They're predicting he could. They're predicting he might be on the outskirts of that. They're not predicting him to be an all-star. And I will note this too, again, going by my team tiers, 80 is the cutoff for Emerald. Um, it, it, I believe is the cutoff for Emerald. The lowest tier in the game is gold. Four players are Emerald. Everybody else is gold. So 79 to 60 are all gold. Those are all essentially bench players, whatever you want to call them. The Magic of four, I would say starter caliber players. Uh, I think I think that's the delineation. Uh, having silver and bronze because that really helped separate things. But um, essentially, Emerald is starter level. Sapphire is borderline all star. Ruby is solid all star. And then you get into Amethyst, Diamond. You know all the you know there. They, I don't think they allow higher than Diamond on the first set. But you know like. Giannis Antetokounmpo is a 98 or Nikola Jokic is a 97 or whatever it is. Um, we'll, we'll, you know, I'm not going to concern myself about that stuff. What I want to say, though, is very clearly 2K believes the Magic are better this year. But also very clearly, like everyone else who's predicting this league and predicting what the Magic are going to be, there's still skepticism that they reach that level or that they're that they're there already. And this is like, the larger point for the entire season is the magic have to prove themselves. I look at the team like a Chicago Bulls. The Chicago Bulls did not post their 2K ratings, but last year they finished with three Sapphire players. Uh, Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan both rated as an 86. Nikola Vucevic was an 84. Bonzo Ball was the only player who's an emerald. Everyone else was gold. The Bulls were rated one spot higher than the magic at the end of the season last year on, on NBA 2K23. This says that, yes, the Bulls have players who have proven themselves more, that have proven what they're capable of doing. So let's take another team that have some data on. The Indiana Pacers, team that the Magic could be competing with for a playoff spot to enter in. Probably the Magic and the Pacers probably the two best young teams in the Eastern Conference. Tyrese Halliburton is rated in 88. That's what you get for being an all-star last year. He was an all-star last year. Ruby is a solid all-star. He gets to be an 88. Then they have Benedict Matherin, who I believe was rated as uh, on my screen just went blue, which is not good. Um, then they have Benedict Matherin. Then they have uh, Benedict Matherin and Bruce Brown are 80s, and Miles Turner is an 83. Again, Bruce Brown coming off a championship run with the Nuggets, a lot of attention on him. His rating got a huge bump up this 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 season. Benedict Matherin, solid rookie, is an 80. Is an 80. Buddy Heald is an 80. 
The Pacers are probably a team that's rated ahead of the Magic. They have more stuff that's proven, and that's why they're rated higher. And that's going to get us to the mission statement for the season. You know, the 2K ratings are great. They're fun. Talked about them for 11 minutes here already. Almost 11 minutes here already. By the time I finish this sentence, it'll be 11 minutes if I just keep keep stammering for the next five seconds. Um, three, two, one. Uh, see, I told you. Um, it's This season is about proving yourself. About the magic proving themselves. And it's honestly the big talking point of the year. We're going to get to that, talk a little bit more about the Magic's mission statement for the year, and talk a little bit about why this is a season under pressure. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our friends over at FanDuel. NFL season starts tonight. Kansas Chiefs taking on the Detroit Lions. And FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, wants to make sure you are ready for the season with some incredible offers. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Monday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with an offer you will not want to miss. FanDuel is an official partner of NFL. Today, I want to talk about the hellscape that is technical diagramming, right? Everybody's nodding their heads right now. Uh huh. And there is a potential solution that I want to share. There was one name that several people brought up. I did some digging, and it's kind of nuts how much this program Miro has for developers. I have to share this. It could potentially be a game changer for you. So my favorite part about Miro is that half the work is already done. Like right now, typically we spend hours starting diagrams from scratch, right? Gathering information, you get buy-in from every team. Uh, You know, following up, that's a lot of work to do. But Miro has a full set of integrations with the tools you're probably already using. And they also offer open APIs and SDKs for custom solutions for all those niche diagramming use cases we have to do, right? So the end result is the same, but it doesn't take forever. It's a massive, massive time saver. I'm transforming basic flowcharts and network architectures, and it all lives in one place. So are you using Miro? Have you used it? I want to hear. We're obviously now countdown to the end of to the to the beginning of the season and, and the beginning of training camp. Um, the FIBA World Cup has their semifinals tomorrow. We'll talk about on tomorrow's show again, roughly early afternoon episode on Friday. Um, we'll get to um, we'll get to the championship game on Sunday. The Magic are guaranteed to have someone in that championship game. So again, Sunday afternoon episode prepping you, uh, recapping the FIBA World Cup and everything we learned from that. Uh, so you got a lot to look forward to this weekend, uh, basketball-wise. But we can clearly see training camp on the horizon and the beginning of a new Orlando Magic season. It is it is an exciting time, and it is something we're really looking forward to. And so now is the time to, to begin crystallizing what this is going to be about uh, and what's going to be important and what's going to matter for this Orlando Magic team. Um, this is This is a big year. Well, you know, it, 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 I, there is, and we're going to talk more about this in a minute. There is pressure out this season. 
there is the real need to accomplish something, to get something done, to to take that all important next step forward. Um, there's a lot that's going to happen, a lot that needs to be done uh, for the Magic to get where they want to go and, and be the team they want to be. And so it feels like since we're talking about, you know, 2K20, that the release of 2K really feels like it's the start of a new season. We get to kind of test out and play with ourselves as fans, test out and play with who this team is going to be. So let's lay down a mission statement. Let's lay down what this season is actually about. Um, and I think it's really important that we do this. For the Magic, everyone in the front office, they're continuing to, to keep giving us the same kind of buzzword and statement. It's time to level up again. It's time to level up again. And, and if you're looking for a, a, a tangible goal, a results-driven goal, the Magic were the last team eliminated from the playoffs last year, from the conference of contention last year. There's only one other place to level up. Um I don't like to, I also don't like to like firm and fast things, uh, firm and fast ideas on the team, but the Magic need to make the postseason next year. Play in, playoffs, whatever you call it. The Magic need to be a postseason team next year. That's, that is my goal. That is what I'm expecting from this team. If they're going to level up, that is the place to level up. That is the only place to level up at this, at this juncture. The Magic have to take that next step up. And of course, we will we will see if they are able to do that. That is that is the quintessential question for your line magic. It's too simplistic, and, and I know I've said this on previous episodes this week, even. It's too simplistic to say that the magic just need to get better. That's true. They need to get better, they need to play better, individuals need to be better, they need to be more precise, more uh, detail-oriented, all that stuff. That's that's simplistic, but also the correct answer. That the Magic have to do X, Y, Z and do it well to, to get where uh, they ultimately want to go. Obviously, though, we need something a little bit more clear. Uh, and, and obviously, I think if, if we're not going to be so results-driven to say, like, it's playoffs or bust or postseason or bust, it's, it's not that. To me, what the Magic's mission statement is this year is the Magic need to exit this season knowing who they are, knowing what they're going to be about, knowing the kind of team they're ultimately going to be. This is a season of questions. I, I don't have answers to a lot of these questions. I, I know that's like anathema and that's not like what they tell you to do to get traffic, but I don't have answers. I don't know who this team is. I don't know what this team is going to be. And I'm not going to pretend to predict it because so much of it is still so uncertain because Franz Wagner, as good as he is, is going to get a lot better this year. Paolo Bancaro, for as good as he is, is going to be a lot better this year. And the question the Magic have to ask themselves and the question the Magic need a better idea of solving at the end of this year is to say, 
who are we? What are our goals? What specific things, specific players do we need, or kinds of players, do we need to achieve what we want to achieve? And that is ultimately down the road somewhere before 2030 when it changes. Maybe not 2030, but if you get the joke, you get the joke. The Magic need to spend this season still testing, still experimenting. They're not all about winning quite yet. Winning is important, and it's, it's, it's a key part of their goal. But they have to continue getting better. Simple as that. But they need to get better to see what's going to take to get even better. So it's not just about wins and losses, as important as those are. It's about how those wins and losses come together. It's about what is revealed in those losses. What are the shortcomings of this team? What will make Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner's life just that much easier? What's ultimately going to lead this team to success? However you want to define success. That is the ultimate mission statement. So you take Paolo and Franz, you see whatever they become, and then you ask yourself, well, is Mark Bill Foltz the point guard that's going to get the most out of them? That's a question a lot of Magic fans, certainly a question a lot of national media are asking them. And it's honestly, even though I, I do believe in Mark Bill Foltz, I think he can be that guy, it's a fair question to ask. Can he shoot well enough to give Paolo and Franz the space to be as great as they are? Can he create enough space for them to get the easy shots they need? He's a great playmaker. This, I have no doubt he can. And guess what? This year we're going to find out. This year he's going to be an opportunity. Can Wendell Carter be the rear protecting big man the Magic need, even if he's not a great shot blocker? The Magic have to give up a lot defensively to protect the paint, even with a good defender like Wendell Carter. Got especially in a playoff atmosphere. Can Jalen Suggs make good on his talent? Can you know? Can the Magic find enough shooting to be competitive on a night-to-night basis? There are. There's a lot of excitement about this team. I, I know I've said this. This is the most anticipated Orlando Magic season probably since 2010, since the 2010 season, since the summer 2009. There is a lot to like about this group. There is a lot to like about the Magic. There is a lot to like about what this team can be. But a lot of it is can, might, could, should. At a certain point, you got to evaluate a team as they are. And while the Magic are still very young, even there are certainly allowances to be given for improvement. And I don't think, in general, Jeff Waltman believes in wholesale changes. Stability matters. We're going to have the same coach for three straight years. How long has it been since the, you know, yeah, Steve Clifford was here for three years. But before Steve Clifford, how long has it been since the Magic coach for three straight years? It's, it's going to be Mosley. It's going to be Clifford. And, and Clifford's third year was obviously the COVID year where things went well for real. And then Stan Van Gundy. You know, before Stan, it was what? Doc? Stability matters. Stability helps young players especially grow. 
And so the question is, how are the magic going to grow? And who's going to put themselves in a spot, part of this team in the bigger picture? That is the ultimate question. That is what's ultimately at play here. And this season for the Orlando Magic as an organization is all about proving themselves. Proving themselves to the league so that, yeah, their 2K ratings get bumped up a little bit. Proving themselves to management so they're part of this team and this group moving forward. And proving themselves to each other that they are capable of being a serious player in the conference in the very near future. That's a lot of pressure. And we're going to talk about the magic dealing with that pressure coming up, our big question of the day, coming up in just a moment. Jake Knapp is the inventor of the design sprint and the New York Times bestselling author of the book Sprint. He's also the co-founder of Character, a venture fund for early stage startups. How and why did you start using Miro? I came from this position of thinking, I don't want to be doing stuff online to thinking now when I do a sprint in person with a company, it's like, we're going to use Miro, even though we're all in the same room, because that's a better way for us to get this work done. As an investor, we're basically investing in their ability to solve problems. We're saying, we think this group of people is going to be able to solve a problem in a really great way and create value by doing it. And actually, you need to give people the tools that can help them make decisions, help them collaborate, help them visualize and see things in a different way. And Miro does all those things. So to me, at least as an investor, I'm thinking, give the team the tools that are going to help them think, that are going to make the most brighten their, their skills as smart folks. And Miro is at the top of that list. So as we've been doing all week, uh, you know, obviously we asked a, a big question here and asked a big, 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 big thing of what this season's about for the Orlando Magic just now in the last 10 minutes. So if you're watching, first thing on the podcast, you got the, the ad cut in already and YouTube also had an ad cut in. So, you know, it, it wasn't too long ago that we were talking about that. So in our run up to training camp uh, over the next month, we are going to ask one big question or, or address a big question that this Magic team faces this year. And today's big question is about pressure. I just laid out why this season is full of pressure and why this season is so big. It is about proving themselves in, in so many ways and really helping us figure out who this Magic team not only is, but who it's going to be. Um, it's, it's obviously a lot. Um, and there's obviously a lot to get to. And so the big question Magic has to face, and, and, and something that I am probably most intrigued with, as we determine who stays and goes, what matters, what doesn't, we're going to get to see this team play under some winning pressure. Now, management may not be putting the team directly under winning pressure. You know, at the moment, we'll have a, a, result, a little bit more results-based expectations. The team itself is certainly putting itself under that pressure. You know, Paolo Bencaro said it back in April. We feel like we're playoffs or bust next year. Um, you know, whether he meant playoff playoffs or postseason playoff or play-in game as well, but we're going to see this team play under real pressure. And like I said before, figure out figure out who this team is. That's only going to come. 
from the consistency of winning and the cons- and seeing how this team performs when it has to win. Making the playoffs is almost essential just so they could go through a seven-game series and have their weaknesses exposed. Really reveal like, oh, I thought I was good, but then they doubled off me because I can't shoot. Well, is that something I can fix or are the Magic going to move on from me because I can't do that? Um, you know, I thought I knew how to handle this double team, but then they sent me a defensive scheme that I've never seen, just to, where they were just sitting on my pet move. How do I handle that if I'm Paolo Bancaro or Franz Wagner or whoever? That is something that the only the playoffs reveal, and the playoffs humble every star in their first run through it. Um, they humble every great team in their first run through the playoffs. And so it's really, really important that the Magic get there. Um, you know, again, maybe the play tournament simulates that a little bit. Maybe the in-season tournament simulates it a little bit. But the Magic have to get there and see who steps up to the pressure and who maybe wilts under it. You know, are, you know, can someone who wilts learn from that? Do you have faith that they'll figure it out? You know, you look at Nikola Vucevic in his first playoff appearance with the Magic in 2019. He struggled. But when 2020 came around, he was awesome. He was excellent in the play-in loss to the to the Heat um, last last year, as well. He was excellent in the postseason game against the Raptors. Some guy, you, know, you could definitely figure it out. It's not set in stone if you have one playoff failure that's your playoff failure forever. Magic have to learn this. The Magic have to figure this out. And you know, one of the things that I love about the FIBA World Cup is we're seeing Franz Wagner play under pressure. He was great. In Thursday and and Wednesday's game against uh, against Latvia, we'll see what he does tomorrow against the U.S. We'll see what Paolo does against the U.S. He had an excellent game against uh, against uh, um, I'm blanking on who they played now. Um, excellent game on on Tuesday uh, against Italy, um, and maybe there was some extra juice in that game. And obviously, his role isn't as big, but he played his role fantastically, and was and was part of why the U.S. won that game. Um, and, and a big reason why the, and one of the reasons the U S was able to pull away in that game so easily, especially coming off a terrible game against Lithuania, seeing how players respond to big losses, respond to big wins play in games. That is as essential understanding and learning as anything else. The magic can find out this year. So it is important that the magic feel this pressure. One of the reasons I love the in-season tournament, and I really hope the Magic take the in-season tournament seriously, is because they will get to see their team play under pressure. They will get to see their team deal with a little bit of must-win pressure. Starting those two games on the road, I sincerely hope Jim Mosley puts emphasis on those games and says, hey, We've got to win these games. Our backs are against the wall here. We've got to win and set ourselves up to have six home. That's what a playoff series is. And, you know, the Magic, I was going over it with someone today. The Magic plays seven games during the season tournament uh, two weeks. They play at Brooklyn to start the season tournament. They go to Chicago on a back-to-back. Then in season tournament game against Chicago. Then at Indiana on Saturday. They come home to play Toronto for an in-season tournament game, back-to-back against Denver at home, and then Boston on that to close the in-season tournament run. That's seven games. 
Why not simulate playoff pressure and tell the team, hey, this is a series. We got to win four of these seven, especially early in the season. And y'all maybe put extra emphasis on the, the four games actually out toward the end season tournament. But why not? Those two Chicago games, especially, that's a team you're going to have to compete with directly. Why not feel the pressure, even that early in the season, of why of we have to win these games? Because it's better to fail in November games, fail in April at those games, and certainly understand and know how to handle that kind of pressure entering those must, most win games to play in turn. We do not know how this team plays under pressure, under intensity, because they experienced it. They haven't had to play those games. We haven't seen this team play those games against other teams who also have to win that. It's a, it's a double-sided thing. And part of this season is going to be learning how the Magic handle that pressure. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. You can always find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, such as Judah and Himmel, Google Voice Prophecy, and all the public still podcasts to your podcast and able to see the advice released on the Orlando Magic. Be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at Daily. Don't forget also to check out my Patreon page, the Orlando Magic Hub, for some extra information, especially when the season gets started. I'll be putting a lot more information on there, but I'm diving deeper into um, – deeper into other things uh, going on as well there uh, at the moment. So definitely check that out when you get the chance. Uh, you can, of course, again, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic, we'll be back to recap the semifinal, the Orlando Magic Civil War between Franz Wagner and Germany and Paolo Bancaro in the United States. That is an 8.40 a.m. tip-off. If you're trying to watch live, I'll be following live on Orlando Magic Daily, at Omagic Daily on Twitter. Um, and then we'll talk about that game on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. But then for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Ross. Right? We'll see you again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Okay, here's how Miro works. See, it's amazing. What's everyone doing at David's desk? Ever since marketing started using Miro's collaborative online whiteboard, he thinks all our other teams should sign up. Why? He says Miro's making his meetings disappear. And if every team gets on it, that means even less meetings. They're using Miro for brainstorms, mind maps, customer research. So could we use Miro instead of having another hundred meetings for every round of feedback? Yep. You can comment, react to ideas, even leave a recording on the board. And what about presentations? There are Miro templates for that. How do you know so much about Miro? I've actually been using it all along. I just used a Miro board to plan the best vacation. Okay, I'm on board. See how Miro users save up to 80 hours every year by meeting less and doing more. Get on board at Miro.com with three boards free forever. That's M I R O.com. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.